0: my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit.
1: Doc, I'm from the future. I came here in a time machine that you invented. Now I need your help to get back to the year 1985.
0: And that's recording. All right. So, ah! Red leather, yellow leather. Red lorry, yellow lorry. All right. So, uh, I'm going to open my phone up so I can get the actual sound in here. I'm not sounding. Oh, so we are. Apparently, the first step is introduction. We are officially recording. So, uh, we are attempting something new here today. Uh, let's introduce ourselves. My name is Ian.
1: And um, my name is Liam.
0: And we are trying to start a podcast called The Best Film Ever. Well, not The Best Film, Best Film Ever. Get rid best of The yeah. Best Film Ever. And what we are going to do is basically, as original as this sounds, we're going to review some films and see if it is indeed the best film ever. Yeah. Yeah, so, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there was going to be more. <laughs> I thought there was going to be more. <laughs> I'm going to have to... Either edit the audio or let that stay in. That'll be funny, though, way right? uh, So the, the, the premise here is, well, there's a thousand film review things out there on the Great World Wide Web, and we're assuming, if you are listen to this, you know us, because I don't know who just goes ahead and trawls for what's the newest and latest in amateur podcasts, but here we are. Uh, basically... For that odd
1: person out there.
0: Yeah. Who does or doesn't enjoy know. Enjoy the listen. Who might know me and might not know Liam, or might know Liam and might not know everybody me. Everybody knows me. Everybody everybody does know you. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, right. I'm. I I'm mean, I'm, I'm. I'm Canadian. I teach. Fake American. Yes, fake American. <laughs> <laughs> Inside joke. Sorry. I teach. For well, those Americans out there, I don't think apologize. it's too difficult to explain to people that Canadians are called fake <laughs> Americans. Uh, if I, I love the bit where I said, "Don't put the can down on the table." Oh, <laughs> you <yeah. laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm new to this. Okay, I'm new. Uh, I'm new. No, it's all good. Uh, so. Uh, I teach high school, secondary school, and I teach English and film studies, and so uh, I've been accused of being a bit of a film snob. I hope that's not the case, but regardless, that's sort of my walk of life. I uh, I went back to university kind of later in my 20s and then made a move over to jolly old England where I, uh, I like I said, I teach English and film studies, so that's sort of my story. How about you?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I'm in a record shop, record and music shop, same thing. <laughs>
0: and where what is that record shop called
1: retro records and toys well, well I like the
0: sound of that retro records and toys <laughs> where could I find retro records and toys their record
1: their product placement um, St James's
0: Street in Kingsland and for all your retro needs yeah okay so um, so that's kind of a, kind of our story I guess is that uh, uh, two people who probably wouldn't have met under normal circumstances no I would imagine with you. Not being Canadian, I mean, being Canadian and being mm-hmm. all the way over here. So what could possibly have brought the two of us together in this crazy, wacky world? You're not going to believe this. How? Okay, what, what, what is it? It's Greece. It's Greece. Like, Greece. Like, it's like the word, baby. <laughs> so not the country Greece, but... No, 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 the film. It wasn't the film that brought me into this.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, the, the stage show. Yeah, yeah. Um, which you love, Greece. Love. Love. The film, the stage show. Everything. The sequel. Sequel, definitely. Yeah, yeah everything yeah. about it. And, and, What's and, wrong with Greece, too? And I hate Greece. Uh, not, I know, I'm right? friend. Not the nation. <laughs> we are pulling for the nation of Greece. But um, definitely, yeah, the, the, the film itself and the show itself, not a fan. But mm. uh, we both found ourselves in this amateur production of Greece. Uh, you were playing Danny Zuko, and I was playing back row number four. And, uh, Goober. Uh, Goober. And Goober. Uh, somehow, Fiver and Zuko became friends. Goober and Zuko became <laughs> friends at the. At the, what was it the high school high, hop? School, high school hop high yeah. school hop yes. it was, and then five years later they found some modern technology and started a podcast <laughs> <laughs> so uh, a couple of years ago last year 2018 uh i bought liam for for christmas a poster with the top 100 films supposedly on it we made a deal we were going to watch all the films together and then about five films in we went oh this is stupid we should be documenting this somehow
1: Yes, we have strong feelings about certain films.
0: Yes, and so here we are. I mean, so even when we go see local films at the old Majestic up there in King's Lynn, not too far from Retro Records and Toys. Retro Records and Toys. <laughs> You're gone. That's, that's quite the slogan you guys have there. I know, right? Yeah, for all your retro needs. For all your retro needs. Good old Carl. Uh, good old Carl. Hey, Carl. <laughs> He's not listening to this. <laughs> he will if I make him. Okay, deal. I'll have it on in the shop. Yeah. We, we, we we will sit occasionally in, in the chairs after everyone else is piling out and kind of go, what would you make of that? I mean, I remember a few films we've done that in, either because it's three in the morning, we've watched The Last Jedi and had feelings on that. Maybe we'll we'll do that a set, another
1: edition of this. To be fair, we're sometimes on the same page, or most of the time we're on the same page with films, yeah. but sometimes there are that time when I think something and you think something different. Yeah.
0: And uh, but we'll sit there after a film sometimes and we'll sort of chew it out and go, do we have different opinions, same opinions? Like, I remember the favorite. We sat there for a little while and very went, Very confused. And went, what did we just watch? Yeah. And tried to sort of break it apart as to what the themes of that were. Yeah. We've seen a few good ones lately. And uh, what, not? I mean, Ford versus Ferrari, or as it was called over here, Le Mans. Le Mans 66. Le Mans 66, but in America, F- Ford versus Ferrari. Ford versus Ferrari. Because America wins. <laughs> 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 uh, but anyway, so we're going to talk today... Well, anything... I mean, we, we could get really depressed and talk about the coronavirus and how you can't buy hand sanitizer and or... Toilet roll. Toilet roll in March of 2020. But uh, I think... You can probably go to any one of your fine news establishments and many not fine news establishments, and get information on that what about films. Anything, anything coming out? in the next little bit that sort of caught your fancy.
1: Um,
0: Top Gun Two, uh, looking for Maverick. To, uh, there's, there's, it's a good year for
1: us. Uh, Mid thirties, late thirties, forties guys who uh, get nostalgic about like Ghostbusters, Top Gun. You know, lots of films
0: coming out of sequels. But long-awaited sequels. Yeah. You'll never go broke pandering to someone's nostalgia, I've decided. I would much rather watch a remake of Top Gun than a, a Disney live-action remake. Yeah. I'm just... I'm always yeah. disappointed by a live-action remake. Yeah. Most remakes in general. So t- Tom Cruise back as Maverick. I can deal with that a lot better if I just tried to reboot it. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I don't think reboots work. I think the only one that's actually had any legs to it was Star Trek.
1: Yeah. I think that's yeah, the only yeah. one. Are you saying Footloose didn't? <laughs>
0: I honestly didn't know there was a Footloose remake. Is there a Footloose remake? It's crap. I didn't see Total Recall. I didn't see Point Break. I didn't Fame. see. I didn't see Karate Kid or Fame. Oh. I'm just sitting there going, "The original was good for a reason. Don't mess with it." Yeah. Which actually segues us very nicely into the film today, Back <clears throat> to the Future, because Robert Zemeckis has very openly said that he has no interest whatsoever in ever doing a um, a reboot of Back to the Future. Be? I mean, it's. Well, it's a perfect trilogy. Did you, you see can't... Have you seen the Deep Fake that came out last last month? No, no, no. So they, they basically found a way to put Tom Holland's face on Marty McFly and put Robert Downey Jr.'s face oh, on okay, Christopher yeah, Lloyd yeah. in one of the shots back from the fifties <laughs> when they're in the high school, and it looks pretty good, so everyone's clamoring for it. And uh, if you okay. had to remake it, I could live with that. Yeah. Out of yeah, all the yeah. choices, that's my, that'd be my preferred option. But to, to the powers that be in the universe, please do not remake Back yeah, to the do Future. Not, do not do not rob not in my me. lifetime anyway yeah do not rob from me essential parts of my because you couldn't do it i mean how do you, did you set it in the in 2015 or 2020 exactly. how do you, do you set it because it's a different the 80s were still a simpler time yeah
1: yeah 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 and you know for that time when it was came out it was 1985 so it was very current of its time but yeah, yeah. you you couldn't do 2020
0: it just wouldn't and going forward to what 2040 because what would he be? Oof. What would the battle of the bands be? Would he? Would he? Would he have his own like dubstep track? Well, that would be twenty fifteen, probably. But <laughs> what would he? I don't know what the twenty twenty equivalent is. Would he? Would he be into hip hop? I don't know. I don't know. And,
1: and the standard joke could be there could be flying cars. And, <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. And where's he going back to? Is he? I mean, surely you got to go back to nineteen fifty five, don't you? Yeah. Well, or are you yeah. going back to nineteen eighty five? Did you do that instead? Nineteen eighty five. Okay, so maybe it's that. I don't know. But um, obviously some films we'll talk about, uh, maybe one of us won't have seen before, or maybe both of us won't have seen before. Uh, but in this case, we've we've both seen this. It was a good, it was a good stepping point a good to start. get in. It's a good yeah. start, definitely. So uh, do you know any guesses what the IMDb score may have been for Back to the Future? Uh, no idea. Out of 10. It's a rating system out of 10. Um, I'd say 8.5. Eight 8.5? See, I was coming in somewhere around below eight, especially seven point four out of ten, oh, which really okay. surprised me because yeah, yeah. I thought it was fairly universally heralded as as a really really good film. Yeah, yeah. Rotten Tomatoes, as we say in my country, or Rotten Tomatoes, as you might Tomatoes. say in yours, like ninety four percent. So the critics love it, and if you like go to like screenwriting school, I understand they teach the screenplay from Back to the Future as okay. like a standard, yeah, yeah. sort of of like what a, a perfectly paced narrative is. And on that note, maybe it's a good chance to talk about. There's a little bit of pre-information. I'm sure many people know this, but in case they don't, Marty McFly, uh, Michael J. Fox, not the first Marty McFly. No, that's true. Yeah. Do you know? Do you know who was? There's the trivia question of the oh, day. Oh, that guy from
1: that film, Memphis Belle. Yep, name? that's him. Um, the gingerhead guy, serious guy,
0: mask. Um Eric Stoltz. Eric Stoltz. Eric Stoltz. That's Here's
1: the guy. This. That's the guy. Yeah, yeah. Serious actor.
0: He's, he's actually quite good. I only know him from The Butterfly Effect. Oh, really? Where he played a proper creep. Oh, no, no, no. Proper, he, proper he, creep. He did
1: some really good work in like the 80s and early 90s. He was he was so distracted <laughs> <laughs> by the dog. Yeah, that's okay. It's easy to be distracted it's by easy animals. to be distracted
0: by, by, by a dog. It's all right. Never work with animals and Never children. Never work with <laughs> animals and children. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, Yeah, and so they shot it. If you can go back, you can find a lot of the test footage in the first six weeks on YouTube. But if you go in there and take a look at it, you can see Marty McFly, black leather jacket, um, looking really, really tough and going for that gritty, edgy, angsty teenager. And six weeks in, the powers that be in the studio and Robert Zemeckis said it's not working. And they shut everything down got Michael J. Fox, who was their first choice, but managed to talk him back in or talk to the people doing the Family, family ties. ties. That's right, yeah. Managed to talk him into doing the the, the, the film, and he shot Family Ties during the day That's and shot right. Back to the Future in the evening for yeah, at least yeah, a yeah. stretch. Yeah, yeah, And they reshot six weeks' worth of footage that they had with Eric Stoltz. very
1: brave at the time when you think about it. And the type of
0: money we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if that happens today. No. no I mean, way. you might do reshoots along the notes of, uh, who's the guy who played Superman with the... Uh, with the mustache. Henry Cavill. Oh, Cavill. But they called him yeah, back yeah, yeah, yeah. for Justice League. You know, to take off his mustache because he'd grown up for Mission Impossible. <laughs> so is that anything else you really remember from uh, Back to the Future before we go back and give it a watch?
1: Um,
0: just nostalgia, really. I mean,
1: even watching it at the, at the time, it was nostalgic. Um, it was something that I think all kids ever dream of, is going... Getting in a time machine and going back to meet your parents. I mean, would you get on with your parents? I, I don't know.
0: That is the premise. The, you know, I had like to think I
1: would, but I mean, you don't know them as children. You know them as your parents. You know them as adults. I you think know, Bob so,
0: Gale, the writer, said, Would I be, he came across an old uh, high school yearbook of, yeah. his, of his dad's and was looking at it and saw his dad as a, a guy similar to his own age. And he kind of planted a seed in his head going, Would I have been friends with my dad if I ran into him and we were the same age? Yeah and sort of the the, the screenplay of it comes from it is, is born out of that kind of an idea and what do you do if you find out your dad's a bit of a dork or what do you do if you find out your dad's not the man you kind of know him as because oh gee, no, he's no no dad.
1: my dad's the all-conquering hero who i think is just the best in the world <laughs> Yet yeah, i hear that he you know
0: he was a bit of a rumming as a kid <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> always getting up to some sort of stuff <laughs> yeah but yeah so I think that's a good launching point. We're now going to go ahead and we're going to watch the film, which to us will be about an hour and a half, two hours. To you, it's going to be the blink of an eye or an ear, in this case. And uh, we'll catch you on the flip side with a little bit of a uh, little bit of audio joy, a little bit of a party in your earbuds. We'll get in our own time machine and be back in one blip. Where we're going, we don't need roads.
1: <laughs> roads. <laughs>
0: I don't know if you that might have felt like two seconds for us that was about 95 minutes of watching Back to the Future I think it holds up what do you think
1: yeah yeah totally I mean I I just love the movie though I mean there's once you've watched it several times you kind of see it in different eyes so the first time you watch it it's very awe inspiring but more times you watch it you start watching background things and noticing things that you know correlates to later on in the film Mm -hmm i.e. Uh, in the opening scene with the uh, christopher lloyd character hanging off a clock
0: yeah let's go ahead and let's start with that so we you start know. in this uh i've got some notes. So we start and the first thing we get is that panning shot of all the clocks oh by the way spoilers from here on <laughs> i don't know why you listen to a film review podcast with spoilers but people do freak out so spoilers 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 you mean there's people out there has never seen back to the future i know i know Maybe Crazy. we're messing with the space-time continuum by doing this. Great Scott! Great Marty. Scott! So we open with a shot of clocks, clocks everywhere, and that was clocks everywhere. <laughs> and on one of them, we see there is a little man hanging off the minute hand, which I think I hadn't noticed before. You noticed that before? Yeah, yeah. I, have, I hadn't really noticed really that before, and I love Back to the Future, but it's an, it, it's instantly just that bit of foreshadowing of maybe the space-time loop in general maybe if you want to think about the way the cycle goes, maybe Doc sets that clock up as a memory of the time he spent hanging off a clock. Oh,
1: yeah, because... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although it is
0: sort of an alternate universe because he's already gone back and everything else, then he would have known that. This is the problem with any time travel movie, yeah, 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 as we'll yeah, talk yeah, yeah. about near the end of it. Okay, i <laughs> I don't think we can consider Doc Brown, who we meet in the film first, someone who knows what happens. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think we're in a slightly alternate timeline by the end of the film, but we'll talk about that. Mm. Uh, and then we get introduced to Marty, and Marty comes in, and it's just the feat. We see the door open and a pair of trainers and he walks on over and he kicks the skateboard and it shows there's some plutonium underneath the desk. And we saw on the news in the opening sort of scam, that some plutonium had been stolen. And now we see some plutonium. Marty then goes ahead. We still don't see him. It's just hands and feet. And he plugs in his guitar and turns all the amps way up too loud and plugs his guitar in and blows his speakers and knocks a little bit of trash onto himself as the, shelf falls onto him and the next shot of course there's much more garbage on him and he doesn't have a concussion or his eardrums aren't blown no he's no, okay because he's, he's just oh, but we learned so much about that character in that little introduction he's a bit reckless he doesn't think about his actions and he's met up with some crazy inventor as we discover
1: but to be fair i mean the opening scene is very cinematography cinema cinema photography
0: cinematography, cinematography. cinematography.
1: <laughs> Cinema photography.
0: <laughs> it's where I get to actually earn my earn my keep as the uh, as the film studies teacher, I guess, of the room. A cinematography. Or we could just say camera work.
1: <laughs> the camera work. Um, is so great in the opening scene. It's
0: it's it's brilliant. Well until he starts plugging it in, it's all that one yeah, continuous yeah, yeah, shot, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, so good. Uh, I'd love to be the prop master who's responsible for getting all these different looking clocks. Oh I know. And all the
1: machinery that has, like, um, the gadgets that Dockers yeah, come think, up with.
0: Yeah, thinking about those. And, and of course, the, the, I, we the the Einstein dog bowl and, like, nine days of dog food in there. Yeah, it's
1: setting you up to realize who these people are and what they're about and everything else.
0: And then Marty's been there for about two minutes, gets a phone call and finds out it's actually 8.25 and not 8 o'clock. Which is a surprise to him, which I don't know how, because <laughs> yeah. he's been there for two minutes. <laughs> yeah. But he rushes off to school, and we got our first of many kind of iconic Back to the Future moments as he takes his skateboard and rides off the back of some guy's pickup truck, the Mountain Dew Man with the pickup truck and but the to be fair, uh, even the back
1: then, I don't think anybody would be happy with someone hanging off the back of a car.
0: Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I would agree with you. Could you be like, get off my car.
1: But it's all part of the
0: endearing of Marty McFly as the coolest kid in yeah, America, yeah, yeah. isn't he? But he's not the coolest
1: kid, though, is he? He's so isolated. He's, so he's by himself. We think he's cool because yeah. we're in the, the mindset of seeing him and Doc. Yeah. We don't question why them two friends. Although,
0: the when he goes, although later on, we'll find out he does seem naturally like the coolest kid in, in yeah. town. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then we get this great bit where he gets to school. He's late. The principal, Principal Strickland... If you've seen any movie from the '80s, Principal Strickland was in all of them in that same role. He never changed. Yeah, he never changed. He was in that. He was in Top Gun. What was the one you said he was in? Um, uh, Master of the Universe. Masters of the Universe as a school teacher. Um, Is
1: that what you no, said? No. Oh. Oh. I, y-
0: No, he's a copper in that. Oh, he's a copper. He's a copper, But
1: these sort of positions of authority. But he doesn't change his look. He doesn't change his voice. He's like Jason Statham. Exactly. He's just chewing someone out. That's (laughs) all his role is.
0: I'm not convinced that even the script is all that different. And he tells him he's a slacker and his father was a slacker and Doc Brown's an idiot and all this sort of stuff. And then we get set up that Marty's going to try out for the battle of the bands. And he goes with his band and he tries a song and the guy holding the battle of the band stops him and says, sorry boys, you're just too damn, damn loud. <laughs> and the irony of course is the guy who's doing that role is It's Huey Lewis. Uh, Huey Lewis. Uh, Huey Lewis in the News. Yeah, yeah, and Huey Lewis is the song that they're playing while he's doing yeah, it. It's actually Huey Lewis, uh, the actor, playing a part where he's telling them to stop playing a song, which is the instrumental track <laughs> yeah. Power of Love by Huey Lewis in the News. If you did, didn't like Huey Lewis in the News, there was a lot of it in this movie. Yeah. I like Huey Lewis in like the Huey News. Lewis yeah. It's like all the great sort of you know it's kind of cheesy stuff from the eighties, but you put it all together and yeah, it, it works. works. So we go from there, and then he doesn't get in the battle of bands, and he's he's um, consoled by his girlfriend Jennifer, who's who's played very very nice and does all sort of the stock character supportive girlfriend lines you're supposed to have. If you've seen Back to the Future two, it's not the same actress. Mm. Uh, what was the actress's name in this one? Do you remember? Claudia Wells. Claudia Wells. And she's played yeah, yeah, yeah. by Elizabeth Shue in the second That's one. That's right, yeah. Apparently, Claudia Wells is... I think it's her mother got sick, or she got sick. So- something happened. There was some an illness. And as a result, they got Elizabeth Shue, who, rumor has it, was their first choice originally, but they couldn't get... Or Elizabeth Shue's mom was sick the first time. Something went, something went wrong, anyway. And they were able to get Elizabeth Shue for the second one. So I always think of Elizabeth Shue, because she appeared in two and three. But to be fair, no
1: disrespect to Claudia Wells, but she didn't seem to have the charisma of the character. She' was just background character, yeah, where Elizabeth Shue gave it a bit more to be fair,
0: she had more to do, yeah, yeah, not not a huge amount too, but no. she had something to do yeah, uh and she does that, and then uh there's this great moment though <laughs> when Marty's talking to uh Jennifer, and then these two attra- in in the in the town square of uh oh not Hill Valley, what's the name of the, of the town again,
1: ladies Hill no.
0: Hill Valley, I Hill Valley. Valley. Sorry, yeah, yeah. so he's somebody had twin puns med, Yeah, <laughs>
1: Blast them all. <laughs>
0: no, so uh, there's this there's this moment when Marty is talking with Jennifer in the in the town square of Hill Valley, and these two attractive girls kind of walk the opposite direction, and he cranks his neck <laughs> in a way <laughs> that's just like that meme where the guy's looking back at the other girl. <laughs> I kind of had a moment. Where I went, it's it's that. So I'm half convinced now Marty McFly created that meme in some capacity. But I
1: also love the fact that she is not. Taken back by this. She just plays it off and laughs it yeah. off.
0: It is a very interesting Is there in? I don't know how well that play I don't think it's twenty twenty and you're making that film. That shot's not in there. <laughs> I don't think that shot's in there. No no, 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 There's a
1: lot of things that wouldn't be if that was made today, it would not be in the film.
0: It's a product of its time, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um and then we have the Toyota that drives by, the black Toyota truck. And Marty looks at it and goes, Someday, Jennifer, someday. I don't know how much Toyota paid for this placement, but this is very much Marty's Goal, his purpose is hope. He's got a few things. He wants to go to the lake with Jennifer, he wants to, the black Toyota, and he kind of is embarrassed by his family. And from there, he gets home, and um, we have a lot of exposition that happens, but it's important, I think, because it sets up the rest of the movie. So we find out that Mum's an alcoholic, and it's an interesting time to, to talk about Crispin Glover and Leah Thompson, who play Marty's parents, and they look old. Yeah. Because they should be about 47, 48. But way older than that. But obviously because of the latex that they had, because you want to <laughs> cast young actors, because we're going to spend most of the movie back of in course. the 1950s. Yeah. But then, you know, how do you make them look old? So you put on all this latex, and it's not them at their best either. So mom's Lorraine's an alcoholic, and dad is a pushover and a weakling who gets bullied by Biff. Biff played by Thomas Wilson. Biff's great amazing actor he's he's great. so this.
1: underrated so underrated
0: I think this movie isn't what it is if you don't have someone like Thomas uh, Wilson playing Biff as well as he is yeah 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 like and the- plays
1: it so well to be that arrogant uh, he's, well, he's not a hero but he's an, he's a, an anti-character that you just despise but to pull that off and to be all those different kinds of characters through the changes of the film and the other two films just yeah and it's important that great.
0: as they have this obstacle of getting back to the future in sort of conceptual form, you need someone who's an embodiment of an actual obstacle they have to overcome besides fate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so and so, be believable and be believable. And yeah, yeah. so uh, he he plays it very very well. And it's not always easy to kind of I think play that sort no. of character. It could come off really one note and cartoony. And even something from the 80s. He, he played it really quite, quite well, I think, and, yeah. and, 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 and believable. I think he encapsulates everybody's high school bully. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, and so that happens. And then we have Marty gets up. <laughs> 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 the set's falling apart. It doesn't help when I kick the table. <laughs> no. And then Marty gets up. Uh, sorry, he arranges to meet Doc at 1.15 in the morning. And he goes out to Twin peaks, Mall, uh, Twin peaks Mall, which is very important for for, for later on in the film. He just sure not Twin Pines. It's Sorry, it is Twin Pines Mall, <laughs> which is even more Twin important. Peaks different- <laughs> Twin Peaks is a different kind of uh, property, yeah, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. So we have a Twin Pines Mall, and Marty meets him there and finds out that, indeed, oh, Doc's built a time machine, and he stole the plutonium to get the time machine running from the who, I guess, stole the plutonium at the start and then gave it to... Doc, and I'm always wondering how does Doc get no, with the Libyans? These
1: shady characters, yeah. Because
0: like Craigslist or the Internet <laughs> exist back in nineteen eighty five. So, you know, Hill Valley doesn't look like it's a thriving metropolis. So what are some Libyans <laughs> doing in Hill Valley looking for someone to build them a bomb? Go figure. So And a bomb for what? <laughs> a bomb for what? Indeed, indeed. So um Doc Brown wants to jump ahead to 20, he said 25 years, that's 2010. So, as we've seen her in 2020, what would Doc Brown have run into in 2010? He said okay. 25 years, 85 to to, to to is 25 years to 2010. She's not 30. He says
1: 30 at the end, he says 25 at the beginning. Oh, is see. How many our, times have I this and didn't we, even know that? We just
0: had our fact checker come in there. <laughs> <laughs> with that. So, that's so 2010. So, he's, he's coming, he'd be coming back to Barack Obama as president. Uh, the economy being in a pretty bad way. Hmm. I wonder what he'd make of... I mean, it's a good thing it wasn't 35 years. What would he make of Donald Trump as president? (laughs) If Ronald Reagan was an issue for him, I don't know what Donald Trump does for him. It's interesting. Um, But you want to look at this, how many threads did they set up for the sequels? Because he talks about going into the future and he talks about seeing who wins the World Series for the yeah, next 25 yeah. years, all of which become infinitely important in the plot points of Back so, to the Future
1: 2. They must have had an idea that they was going to be doing at least a sequel. Well, or, they... they waited like four years. Yeah, I know, but yeah. ugh, it's crazy.
0: And it was an interesting point. We talked in the opening about how... Um, michael j fox was shooting family ties during the day yeah. and then was shooting um back to the future in the evenings and we noticed uh, just how many of these scenes do actually take place in the dark at nighttime yeah and i do wonder if we have these plot points of one in the morning and all these evenings without that logistical hiccup they just had to sort of overcome just to, yeah to get around it yeah
1: uh, how different the film would have been if that was during the day and
0: yeah, I think it's 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 infinitely important. Yeah. So the Libyans come around the corner and they shoot Doc Brown. They find him, is a great line, they found me, I don't know how, but they found me and they shoot <laughs> Doc. In order to get away, Marty hops in the DeLorean and floors it to ninety, just before he hits some photo hut, he escapes through time and ends up in nineteen fifty five. Um, and he's wearing that iconic red puffer vest, which is just one of those many symbols in Back to the Future have held at of time. But if you see someone in that red puffer vest, even to this day, I think you're going, you're probably on your way to an 80s costume party and you're Yay. probably playing Marty McFly. I saw one in Lynn just a, a couple of months ago and I went, I've been looking for one like that just <laughs> in case I ever have to go to an 80s costume party. Um, and then um, he ends up, I mean, there's, there's, there's this scene where he crashes into a barn in 1955 and he has to escape and they think he's an alien and he hides the car. The next day, he gets up bright and early and he goes to the cafe in town where we run into the young man who will one day be the mayor, Goldie Wilson. Goldie Wilson, yeah. Goldie Wilson. And uh, Marty McFly plants the idea in his head. So again, we get the, this, this idea of does Marty cause these things or is Marty reflecting on things that always were and just ensuring they will happen and uh, there's some not-so-subtle racism, which is fairly... It, it's 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 not mean-spirited, but it's there yeah, 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 for 1955. For sure. There's the quote where the owner goes, a colored mayor, like yeah, that'll ever happen. Yeah. And Goldie just shakes off. He goes, I will be mayor. And uh, the, I mean, I, I don't remember the the film being as progressive as that, even if you want to call that progressive in its small its small way. Mm. I don't know. And my phone's just taken off all my notes, so I'm going to go back to it. Uh, And then, of course, we meet Biff in young form and we realize this is a great reveal where Marty is sitting side by side with his dad and they have the same posture and they call McFly and they both turn around Mm -hmm. and look and we find out just how much of a pushover uh, George McFly has always been. And Marty's now realizing, now that I'm the same age as my dad, my dad is a dork and doesn't stand up for himself. And we have the cameo of all cameos. We do indeed Billy Zane Billy Zane Billy He Zane. of the uh, Titanic Phantom. Pablo, Pablo <laughs> Picasso Will never turn into anything The Phantom Yes um, uh, The guest judge in Zoolander Yeah, yeah Billy Zane Yeah, yeah. Uh, And he shows up And he, I don't think he really has a whole lot of lines in this film No But uh, If any he, he grunts more than he speaks <laughs> After a brief scuffle Marty uh, escapes Uh no, sorry, after a brief scuffle, uh, Marty escapes Biff but finds out that George has taken off and Marty goes after him to find George is up in a tree, staring through the window. As a peeping Tom. As a peeping Tom. <laughs> Again, I'm not sure if he's as lovable yeah. if we do that film today. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but um, so we find out a story I guess originally would have been George was peeping on Lorraine, falls out of the tree, gets hit by the car, and that's how Lorraine and George fall in love. When well, in this version, he falls out. Marty saves him. Marty gets hit by the car and now wakes up thinking it's 85. It's actually 55, and Lorraine is now infatuated with, unbeknownst to her, her own son, Marty. Yeah. And Marty's blown away with the idea that his mom's attractive, the idea of his mom's thin, the idea that she seems healthy. But all these ideas he had about her, that she was this straight-laced, conservative woman, start to tear down one at a time. Um, what do you think about Leah Thompson in the film? Again, underrated, I think.
1: Um, Crispin Glover, the, the husband, he, he shines more, but I think that's because of his mannerisms and because of his eccentricities, where she plays it more natural. So mm-hmm. she tends to not stick out so much. But when you look back on it, you think, actually, she does a better performance.
0: Yeah, I mean, George had to be the caricature, and he was the nervous, twitchy kid. But once you have that one note, you can argue, whereas Lorraine had to, at both points, be the trophy, the girl who's a guy like Biff would want, as well as a guy like George, but would still, at the end, have the moral whatever it is to choose George over Biff in the end, and to reject Biff. So that's not an easy... Uh, balance to play and I thought Leah Thompson did very very well with this a little interesting fact that we'll talk about later on I've got prepared for a a segment at the end and then we go to dinner at the McFly house not McFly house Lorraine and her family they have the Bates house they have they have dinner there and we get a lot of dramatic irony and you 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 know what dramatic irony is yeah, yeah, yeah. Go I'm going to go into English teacher mode So dramatic irony is when the audience Knows more than the characters do in a scene yeah, yeah, yeah. So all this stuff about how Marty has two TVs and they go well, that's silly No one has two TVs yeah, yeah. He goes, "Yeah, It's a rerun, what's a rerun? Well you'll see what it is When you're older And uh, John F. Kennedy Drive and they go Who's John F. Kennedy? And we all get to go Ha 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 ha, those silly people They don't realize what we know, that these people exist And this actually happens and there's a lot more plot development as well, an exposition as well as the dramatic irony. Also the idea of an Uncle Joey, the, yeah. the uncle who's always in jail. We see him in his playpen and they say, well, he always loves it behind those bars. <laughs> but that doesn't come apparent until the third movie. Um, so, there's some reference to the idea in the start that Uncle Joey doesn't make bail because yeah, they yeah, have yeah. a cake made for him. But the fullness of it doesn't really yeah. get there yet, no. no. Um, so that all pays off. So
1: when you watch the rest of the movies it all pays off and how that all relates back to each other and yeah. that's what I mean they must have known
0: I don't, If they didn't it's wonderfully it's cleverly crafted Because we haven't talked enough I think about the Hill Valley set itself and how that was set up. I mean, you can sort of imagine the neighborhood and they go back to it in each subsequent film across multiple timelines yeah. in good times and bad if you go to, to some of the other films. And yet there's certain staples. There's always a car driving around telling you how the guy, we're running for re-election. going to yeah, bring yeah. progress. <laughs> and there's always a place where you can get a Pepsi or a Diet Pepsi or a Pepsi Free or a Tab or whatever it is that you're yeah. after they, they can give to you. And there's always a petrol station on the one corner through yeah, various yeah. generations. <laughs> in, in every film, there is that. I guess not in 1885. There'll be some sort of when we go if we ever go back and look at that. We can we can have a a, a go at that. Yeah. But uh, we do see that set, and it kind of feels like you know what that set is going to bring you, and you sort of feel like you know how that neighborhood exists. Yeah. Uh, and then the next day, he's trying to conv- Marty's trying to convince George again to have another crack at Lorraine. He talks and he's trying to ask her out. And uh of course, George gets it wrong and says the wrong words because he's written them down. And he's sweating, and Biff comes in and threatens George. So Marty tries to punch him and has to run away. And we get a a sort of motif. We came we come back to the whole series, which is the skateboard. Oh, the skateboard. And now Marty's rip takes this kid's toy and rips the basket off it, and then we've got a skateboard, and he sort of skateboards away from. um biff who's who's in a car and sort of inadvertently Marty McFly invents the skateboard in 1955 <laughs> and this only does more just infatuate himself to his poor confused mother who is still infatuated with the boy who is her son um, and that sort of ends that scene where Marty keeps trying to make it better but he's making it worse because he has this photograph that shows us that he and his uh, siblings uh, are disappearing out of this photograph taken at Disneyland And that shows they're going to disappear out of existence. And um, we now return back to Doc Brown's um, warehouse, garage, Garage. whatever you want to call it, garage, probably a better word for it warehouse yeah doesn't sound right workshops. <laughs> workshops I was going for um, and he's got this he apologizes for the crudity of this model he's created which is like just like an absolutely perfect model great model <laughs> he just apologizes I just for the it's not perfectly to scale and I haven't painted it yet
1: but i love how if you look at it closely there's like bottles representing certain things and and i think there's even a record case
0: oh you looked a lot closer I did. (laughs) it's got
1: like a handle on it used as a building this it's phenomenal (laughs) i'm just too obsessed with with dialogue and i love the fact also with which i mentioned during the movie how he's even got wires going down from the poles to make sure it's earth (laughs) even in the scale
0: Sorry, just making sure we're actually recording. That would be embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> that would be embarrassing. Uh, oh, slightly. On that model, the clock on there is a watch face as well. Just Oh. Didn't our, notice our that? Our fact checker tells us <laughs> that uh, that uh, the uh, clock face was, was a watch. watch it's a watch face. It's good. Because this gives us our plan, because they cannot create the 1.21 gigawatts, because there's no plutonium in 1955. But thankfully, we know that lightning will strike the clock tower. At precisely 11.04 on uh, a certain evening. Well, the again. evening of the Enchantment Under the Sea dance. Yeah. November, I don't know. November 5th, 5th. is when they go back. November, November 5th is not the day of a dance. Uh, the fact checker oh, is going to be replaced. Hey, Actually, that's not, not the same night he goes back. The same night of the dance. The night of a dance is when he gets hit, but that's not November 5th. November 5th is the day that Doc Brown events time travel, which is why he has the bump on his head.
1: Isn't that all the same
0: day? No, 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 because that's... He said next Saturday. Yeah, next Saturday. So uh, it's like it's like a week.
1: Okay.
0: Learning new stuff? <laughs> um, and then we've got this plan. Marty and George are doing it because oh, they're interrupted by Lorraine, who has found Doc Brown's warehouse slash workshop slash garage and wants to ask Marty out. Marty, this point kind of shrugs his shoulders and goes, it is what it is. And so he comes up with a plan. He accepts it. And then we cut to him talking to George. And the plan is Marty's going to get a bit fresh with his mother. Mm-hmm. and Dad George is going to come over, and they've even practiced the line, hey, you, get your you damn, damn hands off, off her. <laughs> and uh, George is just appalled at the idea that Marty's going to get a little handsy with uh, Lorraine. It's not what a good boy would do. And Marty's trying to you get to be the hero now. This is good. She likes strong men. This is your chance to, to sort of go that way. And so they think they've all got it 100% planned out. And um, at this point, Marty has realizing his time with Doc is coming to an end he has this moral quandary do I tell Doc mm. do I tell Doc about the Libyans and try and warn him against his death because Doc has worked so hard and he's so excited now that in 30 years he will get to travel through time and I think so if he's your friend who means this much which apparently quite obviously they do to each other yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you'd want to let him know of course your but, moral instinct would be to let them know. But Doc Brown, thinking as a man of science, is going, no, you've already screwed things enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> Up here doing this, if you tell me anything about the future, it's not going to go well. I'm not well. being funny. How many people think,
1: you know, broad spectrum here, you're just narrow-minded, don't know who you are. If you're thinking of saving one of your family members or a friend,
0: you oh, would. Certainly. You would, you would. You wouldn't think, oh, this is for the greater good. I don't think any time travel movie that's ever established rules doesn't like <laughs> avoid breaking them. It's always some character goes, well, yeah, I yeah, just yeah. thought maybe. Curiosity got the better of me. <laughs> what would happen? What if I could make it better? Yeah. Um, and so um, he writes a letter and sticks it in his, in his coat, uh, in Doc Brown's coat. And then we have cut to the dance, Marvin Barry and the Starlighters are playing, and they linger on that drum kit long enough so we know it's Marvin Barry. And now uh, Marty and Lorraine pull up in a car, and Marty decides to give him his plan about how he's going to be the bad guy, and he's going to park with Lorraine and says, do you mind if we park? Expecting Lorraine, his mother, who's always talked about how boys don't want girls who park, she's all up for it. She's (laughs) 18. It's like she hasn't parked with boys before. And Marty is taken aback and Lorraine lunges at him. So the plan's not going to go according to plan because Lorraine's well up for it. But then she kisses Marty and uh, says it's like kissing her brother. Mm. Yes. Mm. I don't have a brother, but I'm assuming that would be bad. (laughs) So at this point, Marty's relieved, at least by this point. And then there's a knock on the door, and Marty thinks it's George, but it's Biff, Biff. because Biff's mad, and he's going to take it out of Marty's hide. But then he decides even better, I'm going to let Billy Zane and the boys beat up Marty. I'm going to get, I'm going to sort of, uh, (laughs) he's going to be very rough and take what he wants from from. Lorraine so things have gone really really bad for Marty he gets taken out back he gets locked in a car George comes up to the car door because he's a bit late bless him he was too busy dancing and uh, comes out and knocks on the door and he's really surprised that it's a Biff and Biff roughs him up a bit but then finally George gets the courage and he with a great left hook he knocks out Biff and Lorraine is his and there's fireworks and they Meanwhile, Marty's getting broken out of the back seat of the car by the band because they must the have the kiss at the end. Because the- because it's not done yet. We need the kiss. Yeah, yeah, we need the kiss. So, um, and during this point, and we haven't talked about this yet, the score swells when he finally kisses Lorraine. Yeah, and can yeah, we yeah. talk about how great the the theme is for Back to the Future?
1: Incredible.
0: They don't it's really iconic. Yeah, they don't really write themes like no, that so no. much. Anymore, I was having this conversation with someone, yeah, uh, not long ago, our fact checker, <laughs> and I was just sort of um, pontificating that we, that we that they just don't make film scores like this anymore. I mean, Harry Potter, sure, yeah, 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 but even that was a good fifteen years ago. The first one came out, yeah, yeah, and then like, maybe the theme to the Avengers, you know, bam, 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 I still don't think that's is- it's anthemic but it doesn't have it's not Back no, to the Future no.
1: you listen to Back to the Future you know it's Back to the Future
0: and the funny thing is actually I bring up uh, Avengers Endgame and that's Alan Silvestri same guy same who did guy. the score yeah, for yeah. Back to the Future yeah, so yeah. I don't know how old he was here but he nailed it yeah it's just got the feel of 80s of adventure of youth of time travel it's all present in this, in this theme yeah And so back to the topic of music. Marty goes ahead, joins the band, because the guy who broke him out of the car cuts his hand and can't play the guitar anymore, Marvin Barry. So they play Earth Angel. Who's Earth Angel? I don't even know who the original artist of Earth Angel is. Uh, The Penguins. The Penguins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And George and Larenchus. And the photograph uh, reestablishes itself not too long after we see Marty with a very bad... (laughs) <laughs> hands, computer, double-layered graphics. But graphic. to be
1: fair, back in the day, I mean, it was still still quite good. Oh, for its time. For its time. It was very, very good. We, we can't look at it with eyes today. But looking back, it... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But you... I mean, look at the graphics for when the, the fire of the wheels, when he goes back in time and stuff.
0: I mean, still all very... Great for its time. Well yeah, I mean back in the day, I mean, if you couldn't do it practically, you couldn't do it. No, 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 no. So no, no. really I mean, there's some shortcuts which happen in some places. Yeah. But you have to go I mean, the, the idea to be this creative and not have it look like cartoony is yeah. is, is, is fantastic. Yeah. Um and then that the crowd are crazy, they want an encore, Marty's got somewhere to be, but Marvin Berry convinces him, come on, one more. And so um, Marty just decides it's time for little Johnny be good. Johnny be good, and I wish it was Marty McFly, as in I wish it was Michael J. Fox, Fox yeah. playing and singing, but he's actually doing neither. He's just pantomiming very well, but you wish he was playing. Yeah, but and you know, in places that you something energetic, a song like yeah. that, you, yeah, giving us one of the most sort of parodied moments in film, um, which is when Marvin Barry gets on the phone calls his cousin and says, Chuck, it's your cousin Marvin. <laughs> Marvin Berry, you know that hit new sound you're looking for? Well, have a listen to this. <laughs> Which was parodied very nicely by Family Guy, where they do the same idea, but it's Rick Astley. Oh, okay, and it. and And Peter's doing Never Gonna Give You Up. <laughs> <laughs> I believe a joke is, you know that generic lame sound you've been looking for? <laughs> have a listen to this. And uh, he does all right. And the kids are really digging it until he goes all 80s uh, Van Halen kind of with his guitar work. And everybody's just had enough of it. And uh, they stop and they look at him. And he says, well, your kids are going to love it. Yeah. We get one last goodbye to George and Lorraine in the, in the corridor. And Marty uh, tries to talk into you know, being lenient parents when they get older in case. Yeah. And George and Lorraine decide that, well, we're going to go ahead. And if we have a boy, we're going to call him Marty. And then Marty ends up going back to see Doc, and there's some hiccups, some little last-minute drama. Hiccups, yeah. Anything that can go wrong does go wrong. And I think it was just padding the runtime a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, the giant extension cord, basically, which <laughs> which connects the clock tower to the wire that goes across the street. Thanks to a falling tree, it sort of breaks. And so in the last minute, Doc has to put these two pieces of wire together. Not once, but twice, because it breaks in two (laughs) different locations. But we do get him hanging off the clock. We do. We just call back to the start. To the start. And then uh, Marty makes his way back to good old 1985, 10 minutes before he left, because he changes the setting. Two. No, he says, I'm going to go back 10 minutes before we start.
1: Two. two.
0: No, it's 10. He says 10. I'm pretty sure it's two. Take a look. I I guarantee I'm right. Uh, when does ten minutes behind. I don't know. Because <laughs> even he he says to himself, "I can go back as early as I want." Because in mind, he gets the car breaks down on foot I'm sure he said two in the minutes. middle. No, he said ten minutes should be enough. I'm sorry, I'm sure it's two. I don't yeah. quote. But I thought it was a two. Uh, I'm gonna take a look on my phone here. Ten Marty. minutes sounds more feasible.
1: Ten. Does that, but I remember. Going but yeah, I thought. Back that. to yeah.
0: the future. How many times can you watch this
1: film and just not yeah, still remember nine stuff? <laughs> uh,
0: online, when Marty went back to the future, why didn't he give himself more than 10 minutes to save Doc? Oh, okay. I'm sure he said two, though. Both two, though.
1: I I, I've got okay.
0: 10. Okay. Yeah. So... If I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna pretend. At the very least, I'm gonna pretend. But but, uh, should you wish to get in contact with us, let us know if it was two minutes or ten minutes. <laughs> the debate right. is open. Go, go 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 ahead and hit. We'll have I'm sure some some information to the uh, socials at the end of the uh, in the podcast. I remember what I what I signed us up as. Um, goes back. We have ten minutes to spare, but the car <laughs> won't start in the middle of Hill Valley, so we has to leg it up and get there just in time to see Doc get shot a second time. The Libyans then follow original timeline, Marty. Yeah. Off into the future. Yeah. Uh, He he disappears. They go crash into the photo hut. And then apparently that kills the Libyans. Yeah. Because we don't see them again. No. Marty finds out that Doc did read his letter and was wearing a bulletproof vest to protect himself. And then uh, there's a happy, happy goodbye. Doc's going to go travel into the future. Do you see how big those bullet wounds were, though? Yeah. Whenever they do a bulletproof vest, they tend to have those really big... Big, huge things. I don't know why that is, if that's just so that the audience will know. Not, yeah, go on. Steel
1: spreads. Yeah, yeah, but not like that.
0: No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Okay, so we've gone from the two minutes. So <laughs> if, if you happen to know about bulletproof vests and want to get in contact with us... It's like uh, watching Terminator 2, isn't it? <laughs> you get your- Terminator 2. Good film. <laughs> Great film. Um... And so Marty goes to sleep and wakes up and finds the world different. Mm. Um, He sees Jennifer, which is a sight for sore eyes. But before that, he sees his parents. His mom is no longer an alcoholic. His dad is confident uh, and is published an author because he wrote some science fiction stories back in 55 and Marty encouraged him. And now it took him 30 years, but he's published the novel. And it's paid off, yeah. And it's paid off. And they're brought in by Biff, Biff's different, Liam, for the than he was the first time around. He is. How's Biff now? Biff's the the submissive one, the uh, the downtrodden
1: one, the one he's helping out, and uh, yeah, he's again,
0: he's so good, he's so good of actor. I mean, he, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no. He plays it. He goes to this overbearing to his body language. Is kind of hunched over. His pitch of his Everything. voice has gone up. Yeah, and he's just really oh gee gee, Mister McFly. Look, it's come, it's come. Oh boy, he's like full of beans, isn't he? And and very much trying to win over this smaller but dominant man. Yeah, yeah. And so then Marty goes out and he sees the truck because apparently now, because George is successful and Lorraine is successful and even his brother has gone from being a pizza boy to someone who works in an office with a suit yeah. and his sister's going from can't have any boyfriends to has all the boyfriends she could ever want. Marty's reward is the truck and it's sitting there in his in um, garage. And uh, it's interesting the truck because that's a big part of the, what made Crispin Glover not sign on for Back to the Future too was he felt that Marty should not have been rewarded monetarily for doing the right thing. But doing the right thing should have been its own reward and felt that the message of the movie, yeah, it wasn't very good. So that's why he opted out of Back to the Future 2, at which point they then did like a lookalike and hung him upside down for all the scenes and kind of made you think it was still Crispin Glover by masking him that way. And Crispin Glover sues and I think wins against Robert Zemeckis and Paramount, I think it is and it's quite a noteworthy universal I think isn't it universal that is right because the music (laughs) and then he meets Jennifer outside and then Doc comes back looking all futuristic and says there's a problem with your kids you both have to come with me and they get up and Marty's concerned there's not enough road and Doc says maybe the most quotable line oh I love this quotable line why don't you go ahead yeah roads
1: where we're going we don't need
0: Roads. I love how he's a cowboy in your version. Looking for the man who shot my paw. Well,
1: that refers to the third movie. <laughs>
0: yes. Um, and so that and the flux capacitor fluxing might oh, be my favorite. Great. Uh, but if we talk about the iconography, just in, in sort of as we start to wrap this up, if we talk about the, the iconography of Back to the Future, I mean, there's the flames on the road. Yeah. There's the electric guitar. There's Marty's puffer jacket. Oh, and the spinning of the number plate. Spinning of a number plate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's... I had one more and I've lost it. Flames on the road. Oh, the DeLorean. Have I said that? Yeah. Oh, the DeLorean. itself. like... No no other car would be good enough for that.
1: But again, that was a product of its time. Yeah. You know, it was so well-timed. I mean, you know, John DeLorean himself, you know, was getting done for tax evasion. Couldn't sell the cars. They were in a vacant lot. And Zemeckis got wind of this and went, that's our... Machine. I
0: believe I saw that the, the studio connect to nothing yeah, I believe I saw that the studio pressured them to switch to Ford Mustangs or something like that and Bob Gale who wrote it and Robert Zemeckis and even Spielberg I believe were going no this is an iconic look you put a Mustang in that's every movie yeah, yeah, yeah. every movie that's ever had a Mustang in it the DeLorean you see a DeLorean I think you see, you think more of a DeLorean when, when you see DeLorean you think of Back to the Future yeah, of rather than when you see Back to the Future you think of the. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they've both become synonymous with with yeah, each yeah, other yeah. in a way that a Ford Mustang would not have um, so let's just a couple of games on the way out let's just talk about this uh, first one is Let's play the How old is everybody Game Alright Okay So I've, I, I don't I, know I this did, This would be interesting I did some research yeah. As we were going oh, through cool. So Michael J. Fox How old is he at the time I think we may have talked About this one during. The I'm going to say bit. 24 He is 24 I think yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah he's 24 years old Playing 17 Yeah But he was still playing Like 17 at 30 I well, mean he was yeah, yeah, He was alright yeah. with that Christopher Lloyd 47. Because he looks, he looks well into his 50s. He looks, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's 45 at the time of release. Oh, okay. I so he's probably filming this at 44, 43.
1: Yeah. I'm, only, I'm only looking in hindsight and thinking now how old he might be. Yeah. So I'm going back, looking, thinking, oh, maybe that. Leah Thompson, who plays Ooh. Lorraine.
0: Twenty-six. Twenty-four. Ooh. She is nine days older than Michael J. Wow. Fox. Wow. Nine days older, and despite having that... Awesome. What about Crispin Glover? Oh, he must be older. Twenty-seven. Ready for this? Twenty-one. What? He is the youngest member of the cast. Oh, my God. And I never would have had that. I wouldn't. I no. never would have had no, that. No, me either. And then finally, Thomas Wilson, who plays Biff. Uh, Yeah, he's got to be older. Um, 25 he's 25 yes <laughs> <Continue>. <laughs> so you got the start and the, and, the, and the finish right so it's all good uh, but no I was really surprised with Lorraine only being 9 9 days yeah, older yeah, yeah, and yeah. then definitely George McFly being younger maybe because they plant that in, they, they incepted me yeah, at the start yeah, yeah, and yeah. Like, oh they must be at least somewhat older yeah yeah. yeah. but no because I'm, the important thing was I guess how they were in the 50s and by making them look younger and therefore having maybe a higher pitched voice and a little bit small, maybe that helped in the characterization of George as this nerdy geeky guy yeah. Who's a bit more downtrodden because of a sort of natural age and confidence maybe. So how old was Claudia Wells? I did not look that one up. Oh, okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe someone can fact check that. Out. Yeah, yeah is, this, yeah. is this the girl who played the original Jennifer? Yeah, the original Jennifer, okay, yeah, excellent. Claudia Wells. Yeah. So now let's do something here. I mean, it's best film ever. And I got I guess I got to call this best film ever as well because is it their best role ever? So Michael J. Fox, best well, role ever? Yeah. Uh Film wise, film wise, yeah, because he didn't read too many films. It's not a huge list because he got sick so early, yeah. and so he sort of. And plus, he was always a TV guy, yeah. family ties, and spin and city. Back, and back then, TV people didn't do. No, they didn't cross over much. Cross it was a big much. deal when yeah. he was crossing over. Uh, what do we have? We have the, the story of *Secret of My Success*. Oh, great movie! I've never seen it. Oh, great movie! Is it good? Yeah, Helen Slater. Oh. Uh, Teen Wolf. Team Wolf. One of those but, so bad, but the first
1: one only. Yeah, but the first one, I mean, that was done before Back to the Future. Yes, yes, it was. But released after Back to the Future. Oh, was it really? Um, yeah, because that was shelved. Oh, okay. Um, They thought it was a bad movie.
0: And then, and then banking on, the, on a success. On the success of Back to the Future, they then released Team Wolf. Oh, I think we may have an age on Claudia Wells. You lied earlier. He was not the
1: youngest member of the cast. Claudia Wells was 19. Was Claudia Wells gonna, is 19? I was going to say you, she seemed younger. But I wouldn't have said 19.
0: I was okay. So yeah, okay. Youngest member of the of the of the cast, at least the ones we've talked about. But Chris McGlover, twenty one. Yeah, twenty one. Yeah, still mind blown. Yeah, mind blown. Um, so that's it. Oh, Doc Hollywood.
1: Doc Hollywood. Doc
0: Hollywood, yeah. Doc Hollywood's an interesting, f- I mean, basically, if you haven't seen, if you have seen Doc Hollywood, folks, if you've seen Cars, you've seen Doc Hollywood. <laughs> it's almost the exact same storyline. Oh, that's great. Like someone who's forced to stay in this ruddy town because he's caused some sort of damage to it by a completely unfair judgment and he falls in love with one of the inhabitants. I mean, yeah. there you go. You've seen Doc Hollywood. Yeah. It was actually on the on the set of Doc Hollywood where he discovered his Parkinson's for the first time. God bless that's him. true, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, it was a tremor in his hand and that's he went, right. oh, and he held that for a while and then Spin City. And, and So TV more. And he had a great role in a film called The American President. I don't know if you've ever seen that. It was an Aaron Sorkin written piece. It starred Michael Douglas and Annette Benning, and, and he kind of played this very sharp-witted speechwriter and has some great... Like, he's so good in it. And it's his first... As far as the adult roles he's done, where he plays an adult, not like a teen or a young man, but like uh, an actual okay. adult, just amazing. It's a shame. A shame. Uh, I think Parkinson's took from us uh, a very good... A very good actor.
1: What was that? Was he in a film called Frighteners?
0: Yes, I believe he was, but I have not seen it. I haven't seen it either. If anybody's seen Frighteners, feel free yeah. to give us a shout. Yeah. Should we give it a review? Uh, unless you overwhelm me in <laughs> opinion. <Yes. laughs> I have no interest. But yeah. if you really want it to happen, let us know. Christopher Lloyd, best film ever? Mm. Oh, he's in so many. I mean, again, some of TV roots, Taxi. Oh, great in Taxi. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, has some nice history. He pops up. He does a lot of producing now. He's one of the uh, the main guys behind Modern Family. It's oh, Christopher Lloyd. At the oh, end of every okay. episode, his name's on it. As was, I want to say he was behind Frasier. Oh, okay. I want to say he was executive producer Frasier, so behind. Oh, that was so good. Yeah. But uh, the only other thing I can think about for Christopher Lloyd is an actual actor that's on the same level. I believe he was in Clue. Was he? I believe he's in Clue. Is like Colonel, well, one of the Clue characters, Professor Green. or something Oh, like that. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's very good in that. Everybody remembers Tim Curry yes, in that film. Of course, but yeah. I believe, I believe Christopher Lloyd oh, okay. is in that. But I think we're going to struggle to find a whole lot of people who this. Who framed th-
1: Roger Rabbit? Oh
0: my word! Yes, he is. Yeah, Isn't he's he? the uh, uh, a doc, uh, Gloom. Gloom, Gloom, something yeah, Judge yeah, yeah.
1: Gloom. Judge oh Gloom. oh oh oh, and um, Adams family, yeah. Uncle Fester.
0: Oh, he's Uncle Fester faster yeah, yeah, family. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, he
0: changes look so much that you just forget Again, I think of Raul Julia when I think of that one. Fred <laughs> Gomez. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um and then the other ones I mean Leah Thompson I know her from Caroline in the City which was a sitcom she did but I don't really know her from anything, anything else. else Crispin Glover he shows up occasionally but he'll always be George McFly won't Woody, he yeah. so I think for the first round I think for most of the cast this is their, their best film ultimate, ever yeah. and definitely for Marty, uh, for Michael J. Fox Marty McFly is the role he'll always be remembered as yeah, yeah, yeah. God bless him years from now when you know if whenever he shall pass unfortunately um we will remember him as Marty McFly first and foremost and yeah. then maybe some of the other roles beneath that but absolutely um, and then I guess it comes down to uh, this Liam we gotta decide you know how do we feel about Back to the Future if we were to put a rating on it out of 10 and if we can go you can include half points on it where do you go Back to the Future as as a if, single as a okay. single film
1: okay this the, okay um, it's probably be controversial oh, do you love the film? yep but I'd say eight and a half. <laughs>
0: I'm going eight and a half as well. Eight so we're half, having a court yeah, on that. Yeah, so yeah. the bar has been set. We've got 17 out of 20, I suppose. Yeah. Four Back to the Future. So as we look at the other films in the list, we'll see how that stacks up. I think with some of the films we've seen, eight and a half and eight and a half is a pretty good score. Yeah. Because I don't know where it'll go on the, on the back side of that, but that's, uh, that's where we are. So, um, folks, that was. In a nutshell, it was Back to the Future. Thanks for sticking around with us. Uh, if the plot summary if it was a bit if it was a bit heavy, a bit long. Let us know it's a bit for a first time <laughs> on with it. I don't know, Jeez. Maybe maybe we're talking about the ever stuff, less stuff about plot summary. Uh, that being said, if there's anything you know about Back to the Future we didn't know, give us a shout.
1: Yeah, let's uh, know.
0: I believe there is a Twitter I've set up, Liam. It's called Best Film Ever Pod so at bestfilmeverpod or pod at gmail.com at gmail.com I think we're working on other socials but at least at the start we, we have those <laughs> very exciting and um, we also have our film for next time so our film for next time we're going off the mainstream yeah, to a certain degree yeah. more artsy a little bit more artsy uh, this year was a big year in that the first uh, foreign language film ever won best picture of the Oscars in Parasite, it was a South Korean film. Oh. Maybe someone inspired by that. We're going to go foreign language ourselves. We're going to go Amalie. Amalie. Have you ever seen Amalie? Never seen it. I have not seen it. But Amalie. I can see the picture of the film. Oh, it's iconic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That film poster. It. Yeah, yeah, Oh, speaking of, we didn't talk about the film poster for Back to the Future. Oh, we didn't. No, so the, the the DeLorean with the sunglasses and looking at your watch. Yeah, yeah, Play yeah. off that same graphic for number two, two and, and three. number three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, folks. Just one last aside. I As mean, it's just excellent. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> so we've got that. So next time around, we're gonna watch Amelie. So um, there's that. So if there's any other films that you think that we th- that you think we're sleeping on, if there's something that you think I, we, we want to hear. This one, give us a shout. Let us know. We've got a poster we're working through, but we always up for a a bit a bit of a detour. We probably yeah. have a bunch we want once. Yeah. How many films are there out there? We definitely unless it's
1: Apocalypse Now, and uh, we're
0: going to have to go back and rewatch Apocalypse Now at some point. (laughs) But I will not get the extended version this time. (laughs) 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 So anybody out there calls Apocalypse Now the greatest military film? Here's a spoiler: it ain't. No, no. (laughs) There's some great quotable lines, but and there's great
1: moments. Yeah, there's great moments, but
0: it's an overall film bloated, (sighs) bloated. Yeah. Much like Brando, in that <laughs> yeah. but as far as that, if you want to know anything more about Back to the Future, there was a great um, there was a great documentary that was on Netflix a couple years ago called Out of Time. I don't think it's on Netflix anymore. You can get it on Prime for a small rental. It's definitely worth uh, a few bucks or however else you choose to acquire your media. Pounds, pounds, sorry, pounds, pounds. bucks, dollars, quid, <laughs> yen, etc. Bitcoin. You don't have much of a Bitcoin. <laughs> Bitcoin. <these days. laughs> So, should you find yourself uh, with, needing something to do, watch out! Watch out of time. Watch Back to the Future, and uh, I didn't. Um, the, uh,
1: what's his name? Oh, Juice Celebrity Juice
0: Guy. What's his name? I do not know. Celebrity Juice Guy. Oh, what's his name? Keith Lemon. Keith Lemon. Keith right. Lemon.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can hear people shouting out there going, Keith Lemon. Um, he did a that's so cute you think people are listening to this (laughs) (laughs) or that one of you (laughs) or or us just listening back (laughs) 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 listening to and laughing to our own jokes Um, no uh, yeah Keith Lemon did a a Back to the Future spin uh, where he visited um, places of the set and you know relived certain characters and met them and spoke to them and I think Mayor Wilson, Yep. Uh, is one of the people he speaks to.
0: Um, yeah. I guess so one of those pop culture things where you think about the 80s. Yeah, yeah, I mean, how many things you think about Top Gun? You're thinking about Back to the Future. I'm really struggling to find too many other sort of... S- Dirty Dancing. A different, maybe a different kind of film, but yes, Dirty Dancing. Gremlins. Gremlins. I mean, that's horror. Dirty Dancing is a bit more... Ghostbusters. I'll give you, I'll, I'll give you Ghostbusters on yeah, that one. yeah, yeah. So, but as far as those big sort of mainstream blockbuster franchises, and we have not talked about, um, I'm just going to throw this in at the last second because why not, the, the legacy that it had and time travel films in general. I mean, in Avengers Endgame, they discussed the rules of time travel brought to us by Back to the Back Future. To the future yeah. And so, you know, roads, we don't need roads, I mean, these lines have infuse themselves into pop culture you yeah, say them yeah. uh, there's people who know the quotes who may not have even seen the film uh, and I think it's effective and maybe one day we'll get around to number two and number three because it's a trilogy it's a pretty wonderful single story we didn't talk too much about how the twine twin pines mall turned into <laughs> lone pines mall yeah, yeah, which yeah. is my theory for why I don't think Doc in fifty the the first Doc we meet knows about the Libyans. Oh, okay. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. in the original timeline he dies. Oh, it's a dark thought, isn't it? Yeah, it is not it he's a dark thought. There's a film I want to see Marty Ooh. go back to the original timeline, the darkest timeline, for anybody who's a community fan out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now that we got that out of our system, I'm a lean next time around. I'm a Lee. So if you want to watch along and get things ready and. uh whatever you've got i don't know how long to we do another one but we've got time for until we do Amalie, and i'm looking forward to it i hear yeah, it's cute yeah. i hear it's cute yeah so we'll go ahead with that and then we'll uh we'll definitely roll ahead and start to think about what to do after that but for the time being i've been ian and i've been liam and we don't have an outro yet so we see you don't. later <laughs> <laughs>
1: I you guys aren't ready for that yet.